Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast, a show about discovering the true human potential. Let's dive deep into physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Thomas Worm. Who are you not being, and what are you not doing in life? Discover the person you know you could be at mountainmindtricks.com. What if you become the person you know you could be? What would happen if you only had positive thoughts and feelings about your future? What would happen if you didn't have negative emotions or limiting beliefs? Mountain Mind Tricks is specialized in eight-hour sessions that release anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, and anxiety forever. Get 30 years of therapy in eight hours. All you have to do is go to mountainmindtricks.com, click the discovery session button, schedule a time, and fill out the form. Go to mountainmindtricks.com. I discovered this new technology recently. Check out mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection. Essential Vibes has this resonant frequency wristband, which stops EMFs from stressing your body. Because that stress is removed, people are seeing dramatic improvements in pain management, strength, mental clarity, memory, sleep, and a bunch of other things. Go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection and check it out. You know, the first time I saw this, I totally thought it was a scam. You know, but then I put it on, I was able to test my strength and balance and see that it improved significantly. Even my sleep has changed. I was so impressed with this, I had to add this to my business. So go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection. I am so excited for my guest today, Doug Sands. He's a hypnotist from Santa Fe, and he has such an amazing story of anxiety and adventure and, and wanting to mesh those two together and Doug, can you introduce yourself and kind of tell us how you got into hypnosis and what it's done for you and how you're helping people now? Absolutely. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I got started into hypnosis because I had struggled with my own mental health for so long. I grew up in rural Wisconsin and there wasn't a lot of adventure to be had, but I knew that I wanted to live an adventurous life. And it wasn't until I started taking ownership of my life and sought out adventurous things, whether that was doing seasonal work or going skiing, doing these things that for the first time in my life, I was really putting myself in the driver's seat. And it wasn't until I discovered meditation that I became, that I stepped into that role for my mental health because meditation taught me just how much control I actually do have over my own emotions. And meditation led me to hypnosis. And when I discovered hypnosis, I was so hooked on it. I used it first to clear up my own mental health issues. But when I realized just how powerful it was, I wanted to help other people with it. And so I got certified and I built up a practice. And now I specialize in helping people overcome those anxieties. And I really enjoy working with people who are in that same place that I was people who want to live that adventurous life, but have fears and anxieties that are holding them back. Oh, I love that so much. And, and, you know, what was, what was the anxiety like for you when it was the worst? Like, what was some of the things, like, how was it affecting your life and how did the hypnosis come in and, and change that for you? Oh gosh. My biggest fear when I was a kid was being stuck, being stuck and being powerless. And that played very naturally into my um, teenage and adult's anxiety because when I would feel anxious, I would feel 
I, w- I would start doing a bunch of random things thinking this was going to solve it. But I would, I'd be spinning my wheels. I'd be busy, but I wouldn't actually be doing anything, and which made me more anxious. And when I discovered meditation and hypnosis, those tools allowed me to break it up. And it allowed me, it, it was the first time I really sat down and looked at the way I thought in such a deep way. And by looking at the way I thought, I started to notice the patterns of how I was creating some of that anxiety and how I could break the loop. And using the tools from hypnosis, those were the most effective tools that I've found so far to help break that loop. Oh, I love that. And so, you know, is something I learned as well on my own journey is like going deep into meditation and and seeing those patterns. It's so amazing to be like, well, you know what? I, I could think that, you know, I could mm-hmm. think differently. And uh, I love that. And so how how are you using hypnosis for um, helping people now? So currently I'm using hypnosis mostly for anxiety relief. There is quite a bit of it, especially with 2020, as you can imagine. Um, I work entirely online with um, people who are looking to resolve these problems. And that was, you know, that was intentional from the start, not just because of COVID 2020, but um, I use these tools to help break up those patterns. And I also use these tools to help rewrite the memories that created these unhealthy habits. Because when we go back and we change that foundational memory, everything else, whether positive or negative, that was built on that memory changes in effect. So that's those are the changes I really love to see when you can just watch the, the single change, the single switch that you help this person make ripple out into the rest of their life. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And for people listening, it's not like you're changing their memory to the point where it's different or gone, but you're changing the meaning or the context. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, when people ask about hypnosis, the first question I always get is, is hypnosis mind control? And then I get the second question, um, am I going to lose control or lose my memories or anything like that? Both of those are completely false. When we're going back and looking at a memory in hypnosis, what we're most often doing is bringing in the resources that you currently have back to that younger self that you were. Because if you were, let's say you had some traumatic event when you were five, you didn't have the resources to process it at that time. But over time, you started gaining those resources, whether it be meditation or therapy, medication, whatever tools you use. And so in hypnosis, we give ourselves permission to go back and basically tell our, tell our younger selves that things are going to be all right. And by changing that memory, what I think is so amazing about memory is that no matter how you access it, you change the structure of that memory, the physical structure in your mind. And simply in hypnosis, we're going back and changing that memory in a more positive way to give them the resources they could have used in that situation. Yeah, I think that's so true. And, and, you know, just like in basic psychology, like they're talking about how, you know, whenever you remember something, you're still changing a little bit because you didn't really remember it perfectly. You're kind of creating the memory again. So every time you remember something, it's a little different. Whereas hypnosis, you probably remember it even better and more clear. And then we're putting this positive intention into it. And I love that so much. And, you know, I think... Um, the hypnosis, there's so much, uh, 
like you're kind of alluding to, there's, there's so much uh, resistance or, you know, what's it going to do to me? And I think there's, there's a lot of room here to talk about, you know, you can't hypnotize somebody to go rob a bank, right? You can't hypnotize them to go do something against their values. But some people, you know, they see the TV hypnotist, they see the TV stuff or the um, things they've heard about are in books. And that's just not true, right? Yeah, that's not true at all. What I tell people is that hypnosis is communicating with your unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind developed out of essentially our lizard brain. That was the original intention of it. So its two main purposes are one, to keep you safe, and two, to keep you happy. And no matter what you do in hypnosis, you cannot make anyone do anything that goes against those two things. I have a hypnotist friend who actually tested this with some volunteers. Um, he gave them five different suggestions in hypnosis, and four of them were positive and beneficial. And one of them was just slightly negative, like, you'll give me $5 or um, something like that. And every single time when a person once, when a person hit that negative suggestion, it brought them out of trance because their mind said, I don't agree with this. I don't feel safe anymore. And it shook them out of this process that they were in. So, so true and so powerful because the hypnosis is, like you said, a gateway into the unconscious mind, which we can't really access you know, in our day-to-day -day life necessarily, unless we're in meditation or hypnosis or some sort of trance-like. And, and the way I explain it to people is like that moment when you're driving your car, you're listening to this awesome song and you're just like totally zoned out. That's hypnosis. Like that's exactly what we're talking about is that state. And you're so um, open to suggestion, right? And so I also want to ask you about I think one of the most powerful examples I can think of of hypnosis is in World War One when they ran out of anesthesia. Can you do you know about that? I know a little bit about that. I'm not sure if there's um, the specific. I'm not sure if I know the specific instance that you talk about, but I do know that um, hypnosis has been very, very powerful in relieving pain and blocking pain for those kind of surgeries. I have heard stories of. Uh, surgeons using it in India, you know, British surgeons, this one who removed an 80 pound tumor from a man using hypnosis. And I am, if you've got more information, I'd absolutely love to hear it. Yeah. So, so exactly what you're saying is it was uh, the front lines in world war one, they completely ran out of anesthesia because of the war and they were using it in surgery. And it was so interesting that it's, it's really well documented And the, the surgeons were saying, actually we had better results, less pain, and healed faster from the surgery. So it's it's used, you know, historically, it's been used all, it, for so many things, you know, in sports, like Michael Jordan, um, you know, um, uh, Tiger Woods, you know, really famous at athletes use hypnosis. So it's not on the forefront of society, but it is everywhere, isn't it? Oh gosh, I can't agree more. If people realized just how powerful and how pervasive hypnosis was, I think that we wouldn't have any more of these misconceptions. Not only to you know destigmatize it, but um, to examine the people who have already used it. Um, some famous people that I know, Barack Obama used hypnosis to stop smoking. Um, Einstein used hypnosis to increase his creativity. Famous celebrities like Bruce Willis and James Earl Jones, they've used hypnosis to stop stuttering. The list goes on and on and on. But hypnosis, as we were talking about, relieving pain, 
if you told someone that you could stop their pain, you could block it just by saying some words and getting them into a good state, they probably wouldn't believe you. But it's really about giving them that first experience, about showing them just what their mind is uh, capable of. That's when people get curious. That's when my clients typically get so excited. I typically have like the first 10 to 15 minutes, they're a little bit resistant or hesitant. And then when they have that first taste of it, they're just so excited to learn more about it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a deep meditator. I meditate every day, but sometimes I just got to put on some hypnosis tracks or um, do a guided meditation because it's, uh, I feel like I go so much deeper and my entire body relaxes. It's uh, it's like a whole nervous system reset for me personally. I'm, I'm curious if, if your clients ever talk about that or if you've experienced that yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I meditate as well. That's how I got into hypnosis. And I find... Well, I should say I've found that the guided meditations that I listen to, they're actually very, very similar to hypnosis. A lot of the ones I've heard pull in actual language patterns from hypnosis. And that's why we often go so deep. And to anyone who's ever experienced guided meditation, that's pretty much what hypnosis feels like. And I think it's so interesting looking at the brainwave patterns of hypnosis. So our normal waking brainwave patterns they hover around, I think it's 20 to 24 hertz, and we call that beta frequency. Anything above that is where you go when you're in solo meditation, when you're in that hyper-focused state, and we call that range gamma. Anything below, um, anything below you know, beta, your normal waking state, we call that trance. And that's alpha, where you're in a light trance, like daydreaming or that thing we call a highway hypnosis, or if you're just getting lost in a good book or a movie. And then below that is theta. And theta is that state right, right above sleep where you are thinking creatively and you are able to access those deep unconscious parts of your mind. And theta is where we always send people in hypnosis. And so these language patterns, they've been around for you know over 100 years. They've been studied, they've been practiced. They've been put into use by dentists and psychologists. And I think the, I think what so many people don't understand about hypnosis is that one, it, it is like meditation and you can get those deep relaxing states by yourself. But two, the language patterns have been around for a long time because they work. And hypnosis is so effective at getting people to those deep states. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the hypnosis language patterns like uh, Milton Erickson is just, it's so amazing to, when you understand these language patterns, how fast they work. I mean, you could hypnotize people in minutes with these language patterns and it really, really does work. Uh, and like you said, the, the time has tested that and we still use them. And uh I'm curious on how, like, what are some transformations you've seen your clients with the anxiety relief? Oh, gosh, I, <laughs> I could go on and on about it. Uh, I will say that anything I say is covered by HIPAA, so uh, details have been changed. But um, a, quick, a few quick examples. There was a, a business leader out in California who came to, you know, the Rocky Mountains to mountain bike. And uh, he had this accident 
that he actually he hit a rock and he flew over the handlebars. And after that, he couldn't get back on the bike because he, it was it was just too traumatic for him. So he came to me for dealing with this anxiety. And what we found in hypnosis was that that throwing you know, over the handlebars that was not the event that initially traumatized him. We went back into his memories, and he his unconscious mind unsurfaced this memory that he'd completely blocked out. It was a memory of when he was a very young boy and he was first learning to ride a bike and one of his training wheels wasn't screwed on completely tight and the entire thing fell off and he just had this terror as a child because the entire thing tipped over and he that loss of control and that fear he felt when he was falling, it became ingrained in him. What I think about the mind is so interesting is that it learns so rapidly, like a single event can completely change a person's mind. And in his own case, that became ingrained as the fear of losing control. And that rippled out into the rest of his life. As he grew up, he strove really hard in sports and he um, did really well in school because he wanted to feel in control and he built his business around being in control, kind of like a white knuckle grip kind of control. And eventually he came to mountain biking because unconsciously he knew he wanted to tackle this last challenge, the one that had initially set it all off. And when we went back and we worked with that memory and gave him the resources that he now had to work through it, it was so amazing to see the changes ripple out from that. Because it wasn't just his fear of mountain biking that went away. He started having more confidence in business meetings. He started connecting with people that he was afraid to connect with before. And his business grew and his personal life just expanded and flowered, I guess you can say, into, um, into the happiness that he'd been looking for all along. Wow, that's such a powerful story and so true of, you know, there's there's events that are surprising when you do this work that are so much deeper than just falling off a bike. I mean, from the outside, it's like you just fell off a bike, but internally in the mind that, you know, basically lit up all the other events in his life that was, you know, creating the control and creating the this um, this idea of I have to have control, this belief. And so how how do you actually release those events or those beliefs, those feelings on those those certain events that are creating the belief? Mm -hmm. First, we get people into that deep meditative state. And what a lot of people think about hypnosis is that you have to have a lot of training to get people to that state. But really, getting people into that relaxed state where they're able to make that change is fairly easy. It's the the psychology and the um, and the different tools to help people change that are more difficult and more nuanced to learn. So when we get people into that state, oftentimes I will run them through patterns, um, as we said before, bringing in resources that they currently have back to their past self. I will sometimes have um, someone they trust, you know, a, whether it's a celebrity or a family figure or someone they really look up into in their life. I will have them come back and give them resources. And these are all proven by science. They've been studied, you know, proven by psychology. And doing it 
these different things, they create sub, they create unconscious changes in the mind. One of my favorite tools is uh, Mindscaping by Mike Mandel. And in Mindscaping, you essentially have the person create a map of their problem, of their, you know, whatever specific thing it is to them. And every single thing on that map represents some part of their issue. Now, I don't know what each thing represents, and most likely they don't know either. Like I worked with a Mindscape once where there were floating goldfish. Like I, I have no idea what a floating goldfish represents, but there were hundreds of them in the sky. And so when you change a symbol in that Mindscape, you change the, the symbol or you change what the symbol represents. And so working with those symbols, you don't have to know exactly what the problem is. People often say, you know, is I'm going to have to unbox all these traumas and everything. That's, that's more the therapeutic side. Like if you want to open up the emotional baggage and sift through it and look through everything, go to therapy. That's, you know, it's, it's good for that. And if you want to just, you know, get rid of the luggage, that's where hypnosis is great at because we work with the unconscious mind to change those symbols and change what those symbols mean, because that's how the unconscious mind communicates. It doesn't communicate exactly in language like you and I communicate. It communicates in feelings and images flashed in our mind. And so when you communicate in its own language, you can create changes that are much more powerful. Oh, that's so true. I, I love that, uh, that idea of changing symbols in the hypnosis and, and that having an effect inside the mind. It's so true. And, and I'm curious on these, uh, these uh, different brain waves that we've talked about, you know, the delta, the beta, alpha, gamma, um, where, where does the dream state lie within that? Mm. I have heard that dream states are when we are right above weight or right below waking states. I've also heard that dream states happen when we are in deep, deep theta. I will say that theta, you know, just above sleep is where we have our creative moments. In fact, I believe it was Edison who he would sleep in a chair with um, a ball bearing in his hand so that he could train himself to go into this theta state, this hypnotic state to create, a, you know, to have that creative energy flowing through him. And just as he was about to fall into true sleep, the ball bearing would drop and it hit the floor and he'd wake up and he'd do that again and again. And he conditioned himself to be able to access that deep state. And using that, he was able to, you know, create some amazing things that other people just hadn't even thought of before. Wow. That's an amazing story. I love that. And, and, uh, I'm curious on, on your training, did you go through any NLP or anything like that with the hypnosis? I have not been officially certified with NLP, but the school I went through was very steeped in NLP. They used a lot of the, um, the same foundations. And so I've got, I guess I should say I know enough about NLP to be dangerous. It's something that I really want to expand in. And I think that's my next step in growing my, my own business and my own skills. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. The NLP and hypnosis, they go together so well. And, you know, it's really built all around, you know, Milton Erickson and, um, and all the hypnosis and the old psychology. It's, it's amazing. And, um, 
So the hypnosis, do you ever do uh, past life regressions or do you ever go um, deep like that? When I work with a person, I always establish what they believe is true because uh, what I believe is about past life regression, whether we had lives before us or uh, if this is the only life, that's not important in the session. What's important is me meeting that person where their beliefs are and working with those beliefs to help them make those changes. So personally, I am not, I don't do past life regression unless someone specifically asks for it, but I do have a bit of that training to be able to use that. Essential oils will change your life. Send an email to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com to get your essential oils kit. Imagine if you could detox from the fire season with a drop of lemon in your water. What if you could relax those sore muscles from your huge workouts with a simple oil blend? Drop a line to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com and let's talk natural wellness. Essential oils can uplift your mood, affect you at the cellular level, and boost your immune system. So drop a line to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com and let's talk natural wellness. Oh, that's that's so interesting. And and uh, through my own hypnosis and, and breakthrough session experiences, there is past life things. And, and I think it's so true that it's, um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's real or not, you know, maybe there is past lives or maybe it's just how our subconscious mind uh, creates and organizes things and represents things. And, and I think the way you said that of meeting the clients where they're at is so important. And so how has hypnosis changed your life overall? I mean, it sounds like, um, you know, you've overcome your anxiety, but what else has hypnosis given you? Mm. Hypnosis has given me purpose because when I was searching, you know, looking for that adventure, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I dropped out of college and I bounced around from a bunch of different seasonal jobs. And I was really looking for some way to help people. I didn't realize it. I thought I'd, you know, just wanted, just wanted to be rich and famous or something, but I really wanted to make an impact because I don't know about you, but I have not really been great at doing jobs that I don't feel benefit the world in general. They just, they just rub me the wrong way. And so hypnosis has given me stability in my career. It has given me purpose in helping people. It has also given me self-confidence in what I do, not only through, you know, specifically giving myself suggestions for self-confidence. It's given me confidence to go out and tackle new things. Like if I can change my anxiety, this thing that had been just crushing my life up to that point, if I could work with that, what else can I do? Like, can I go abroad and live there for a year? Can I, I don't know, build a business or write a book? Can I do these amazing things? And hypnosis has shown me that, yes, I can. That's so powerful and and uh, 100%. If we can change our mind, we can change anything. I, I truly believe that. And, and uh, you know, the, the hypnosis and um, the anxiety relief is, is so important. And it sounds like that's your purpose in life is helping people with hypnosis. And, you know, how else or what else, what other projects are you working on right now? Ooh, right now I am actually building up my own podcast. Um, it's called the Making Meaning Podcast. And that's where I interview top adventurers about their own struggle. 
because as I mentioned, I, I wanted to live that adventurous life. And through my travels, I met these people who were doing so such cool things. Like they'd lived in Europe for years. They had climbed uh, Mount Baker and these really huge mountains. And they had been climbing all around the world and all these amazing adventures. And what I saw was me standing there wanting to have that kind of life. And then them on the other side of this vast chasm, this canyon that I could not cross. And when I actually had the courage to ask them about their life, I realized they had a lot of the same issues that I did. They had a lot of the same fears. They had a lot of the same mental blocks, but they worked through them. And so my goal with this podcast is to show people that there is a path to where you want to go because these people have already walked it. And yes, they are, they had that, they've had that struggle, but they're also still growing. They're also still working through that struggle. And along the way, I drop in some helpful tips about what I've learned through hypnosis and a bit from NLP. And I'm very passionate about it. It's kind of something that's taken over my life right now. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Podcasting is so important right now for, for the world and, and your podcast sounds amazing. I want to listen to it. And um, so how else has hypnosis um, like changed your life? Like, or another question is, um, you, you talked about suggestions earlier, and I think it's really important for people to understand, like, there's suggestions, there's embedded commands, there's like post-hypnotic suggestions, what I think are the most powerful. Like, can you tell us more about those? About post-hypnotic? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so post-hypnotic suggestions are suggestions that occur in your life after the hypnosis session. Like a common one is for you, you give someone the suggestion in hypnosis that anytime they see a certain color, like maybe red or purple or black, they will feel a certain emotion. And every time they feel that emotion, it builds in that habit. And so it just becomes a spiraling loop, essentially. But other post-hypnotic suggestions that I've seen um, have been every time you put on a specific jacket, you feel amazing and confident, like if you're a public speaker. Or every time you touch a microphone, you will be in that perfect state to give the speech or to give the presentation. So many of these things are about building triggers because when you fire a trigger, or I should say the normal way of tr building a trigger is through repetition. And um, over time, you can build in that trigger so that every time that event happens, you uh, do this, you give the same response. But hypnosis basically fast tracks that. And so you can build in the response to the trigger immediately so that you don't have to go through the years or you know the months, however long it takes to build up that habit to where you truly want it. Yeah, that's so powerful to, you know, in athletes or, um, you know, even outdoor recreation, like whatever people are doing in life to have that, you know, I put on this ski jacket and I feel amazing. I put on this suit and I can speak to the world. It's it's a very powerful modality and, and the hypnosis is so healing. And I'm curious if you've ever done like an age regression where we, I guess that's kind of what you're talking about earlier, but where we almost bring uh, like some powerful parts of old memories into now. Have you ever done something like that? I have. And so we, we talked a little bit about bringing 
you know, resources back to a person. And that's something a little bit separate. Like you, you're consciously still the older version of yourself and giving resources to that younger version. Age regression, you are essentially becoming that younger version of yourself. And that I find is a little trickier because if you go, you have to first set up a, an anchor so that if something happens, if they ab react and they have a negative reaction to that memory, to reliving it, that you can fire that anchor and they can still have those resources if they need them. But working through age regression, it is an extremely powerful way to make those changes because oftentimes we block out those memories when we are that young and we don't have those resources. And so that's a great way of finding the memories in the first place. And when you're working with age regression, oftentimes we will bring in those those mentors or those powerful figures to give in resources, or we will change, you know, if you're working, let's say someone has an issue with a relative, you could change the specific memory of how that relative reacted in that situation. And their mind essentially creates a separate timeline. Like part of them still knows that the person did not act this way, but this separate timeline, they could have reacted this way. And they, part of their mind believes they reacted that way. And like we, like I said, with um, anxiety and all the things built on that, once you change that foundational memory, everything else changes with it. Oh, that's so, so amazing. And, and is the fear and anxiety, are those two tied together very deeply? Oh gosh, yes. I personally believe there are only two real emotions, love and fear. And every single, every single other emotion that we have is simply a shade of that. Like anger might be um, a fear of losing love or a fear of being out of control. Sadness might be a fear of losing, you know, and love or fear of something changing in our lives. I think that at the base of all our emotions, those two emotions really rule the roost. And so when I focused so much on anxiety, I thought I'd be shutting out the rest of, you know, what I could be doing as a hypnotist. But what I found is that by really specializing in this thing, which is really at the base of so many of our issues, I'm able to work so much better with these things. Like when someone comes to me for building confidence, absolutely anxiety and fear are at the root of that. And when someone comes to me for losing weight, there can be anxiety around that as well about how will people perceive me if I make this change. And there are so many different things that we don't realize are driven by that anxiety and fear. And essentially, what is anxiety? It's fear. It's fear that something is going to happen or that something that happened in the past will happen again. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm I kind of want to shift a little bit here and and go outside the box a little bit, but I I've always thought of hypnosis as like modern shamanism. Like it's really there's a lot more going on spiritually or energetically in my mind than just the words and just the trance. I'm curious mm-hmm. on your thoughts. I agree. Um I think Hypnosis has a very long history of both the science, the science side of it and the, the spiritual side of it. Um, I tend to, as I said, you know, go where the client goes, where they lead me. Um, I do, I do focus on the science of it just so that 
if I get someone who's extremely analytical, I can work with them. But I also believe that there's, there's more to hypnosis than just pure science. I think that, for one, hypnosis is all about trust. When you're working with a hypnotist, you have to be able to trust this person very deeply or else your unconscious mind is not going to go into trance. And oftentimes I'm meeting people who I've known for, I don't know, 30 minutes and they go into hypnosis and they come out of it and they're sharing things with me that they have never told anyone before because they haven't had those resources. They haven't been comfortable enough to give those resources. And when I personally go into hypnosis, I do feel a little bit more connected to whatever else is out there. I don't know if it's the universe or a higher being. I feel more grounded. I feel more connected and I feel more able to use the gifts that I've been given. Yeah, so true. So powerful. And, and uh, you know, to me, I think hypnosis is, uh, I think we're connecting with spirit or creator or the universe, like you said. And and allowing the client to truly make the changes on their own accord. And we're just guiding them and showing them how, how to, um, you know, or which way they could make the changes inside their mind. And it's, it's a, such a beautiful modality. And, and is there any other questions that I could have asked you about hypnosis or anything that you would like to cover? Mm. I think I'd probably like to leave with, just how studied hypnosis is and how accredited it already is. I mean, it's been approved by the British Medical Association as far back as, I think, 1892. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church approved it in 1847. They've, you know, people are very shocked by that. They think that um, hypnosis would be seen as witchcraft. But I think it was in the 1950s, the standing pope actually recommended hypnosis as a tool for relieving pain during childbirth. And so hypnosis has been since accredited and studied by the American Medical Association, the American Dental Association. It's even accredited by the National Cancer Institute as a form of treatment for cancer. And I really, my goal in speaking about hypnosis is really to shed light on what it is really, aside from the misconceptions, so that people can start to benefit from this modality. Yeah, so interesting. And, and it's so amazing that it's been around for so long. I mean, there's even, I would say some evidence and maybe not super uh, scientific based of uh, the, you know, sleeping temples in ancient Greece or ancient Egypt, it could be a lot older than, than we think it is potentially. And uh, so where can people find you? Where can they uh, get a hold of you? How can they find your business? Absolutely. I've got a few different resources I'd like to share with people. One thing I've been doing recently is free hypnosis Fridays. On my Instagram, I'm giving out um, short hypnosis sessions, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. And these aren't just like putting people in a trance and making them feel good. I'm actually using the same techniques that I've learned that I use with clients and we're making some actual changes. If someone is curious about hypnosis, about what it feels like and about how it can change their life, that's where I typically send them because I've done ones on anxiety relief, on eliminating bad habits and food cravings. I think in January 2021, I've got one coming out on panic attacks. So they can find that uh, my meaning or my handle on Instagram is at making your meaning. 
And that is a reference to the Making Meaning podcast, which we talked about before. The other resource I really like to give people is called the Seven Day Stress-Free Challenge. And in between when I'd see people for anxiety, I kept getting requests for things they could do on their own to help them if panic ever arose again. And I studied things that were a little bit outside hypnosis, things like acupressure and breathing techniques. And I've compiled the top seven most effective ones that I've found into a video series. And they can find that on my website. Awesome. So amazing. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I really, I really hope you come back because uh, I feel like we could talk about hypnosis for years. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful modality and, and I love talking to other hypnotists and, and talking about hypnosis because it is so powerful and it's, it's a modality I use very often as well. And it's, it's been a huge relief in my own life. And uh, thank you so much for coming to the show and, and uh, anything else you want to touch on before we go? I just want to leave listeners with one idea. And that is that our minds and our emotional states are so much more malleable than we ever give them credit for. Whether you're talking about neuroplasticity or just the idea that our emotions are electric impulses, we're able to change our emotions. And whether you do it through meditation or contemplation or NLP or hypnosis, find something that works for you because we all need to be able to manage our emotions to live healthy and beneficial lives. Oh, I love it. What an amazing message. And, and, uh, yeah, so grateful for the show and thank you. And you can find me at Thomas and worm on Facebook and mountainmindtricks.com. And thank you for tuning in. And I just encourage you to go out there and find your sacred ancestry because whatever you think you are, you are so much more than that.